Welcome to TVN's Praise Podcast, hosted by Matt and Lori Crouch, where you will hear interviews with some of your favorite Bible teachers, pastors, authors, and Christian leaders. On today's episode, Matt and Lori Crouch host 12-time Grammy award-winning gospel singer Cece Winans. Listen as Cece unpacks how the redemptive power of God continues to change her family and the lives of those around her. Be encouraged that it has the power to change you and your circumstances too. The good part of Christmas Mm -hmm. is there's a lot of people thinking about flights are gonna be landing and we gotta go pick up friends or we gotta go pick up relatives or people are driving in and doing all that. There's a lot of people that have, you know, kind of the opposite of that. That's right. Okay, so we wanna be mindful of that. A word to those that don't have this Norman Rockwell kind of uh, of an experience. Well, you know what? I think it's so important that all of us focus on the real meaning of Christmas. Okay. And the real meaning of Christmas is good news for everybody. Is that Jesus was born. He came because he loved us so much. So it doesn't matter who you are, who you're missing this this year, Jesus is there. God promised never to leave us or forsake us, you know? And so... I think all of us, even those of us who might have, you know, where we can get gifts and receive gifts, all I think a lot of times we get distracted by the real meaning of Christmas. And um, I think it's time for all of us to get back to what Christmas really is. And that's all about Jesus, you know? Okay, uh, Alvin, weigh in on that. A lot of people, you know, there's heartache, brokenness at this season. Speak to it. Well, you know, I did a message uh, a few weeks ago about emotional healing, and we talked about peace and how the peace is not determined by your external circumstances, but what's inside. Yeah. Yeah, because sure. if, it's, if it's based on the situation around you, your peace is going to be come and go. It's right. going to be fleeing. But if your peace relies on the inside, which is the Christ, then it doesn't matter what's happening around you. You still have that peace that carries you through the situations that you're going through. You know, I, I don't know where the scripture is because uh, I just can't remember, but uh, Jesus said, I am your peace. Mm-hmm. So he either is or yeah, he isn't. That's right. And that's right. so you either choose to, to kind of delve into that. Okay, kids, uh, uh, wake up in case you're sleeping. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if you were asleep uh, or texting on your phones or whatever kids your age, like nine-year-olds do. Uh, Alvin Three and Ashley, your generation, you're involved in ministry, you're preaching, you're doing all the, you're doing church. You guys, the four of you do church together. Mm-hmm. Just a word, let's start with you, Alvin Three. Uh, on a what, ministry? Anything. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> do your thing, baby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I always say that I think ministry should be an overflow of what's going on in your own life. So what started with me was Jesus did a major work in my life, probably back in 2009, and I've just been overflowing ever since and I think God's kept me full and I've just been talking about it it's been really simple just sharing with friends and it's been working it's been spreading like wildfire so, so. were what were you in 08 then were you I was a mess idiot? were you an yeah. idiot in 08 and then was, 09 yeah, what happened I was, to put it lightly I was I was lost but uh moved uh, away to Australia went to Melbourne Australia for I thought it was gonna be a few months and stumbled into this church called Melbourne Life Hello, everybody who's watching, anyone? Uh, Diane and Brahm Manusama, great mm-hmm. pastors. And uh, I just confronted a lot of things, a lot of dark stuff in my life, and God healed me. And I came back to Nashville just a new person. 
and started sharing with friends. Uh, a lot of people who were like me who grew up in church but maybe didn't experience him to the degree that maybe others had. We knew him conceptually but not necessarily transformed by the gospel. So um, turns, out, turns out a lot of my friends were like me. They knew about Jesus in their head but their heart hadn't really experienced the change. Mm -hmm. And uh, news just started turning, like spreading that Alvin and his friends were these radicals and uh, we started meeting over at my parents' house and it just grew and grew and that's how the church started. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I have a question mm -hmm. because mom and dad, Cece, you've been in the ministry mm -hmm. all your life. Mm -hmm. All my you life. You have these two beautiful children. I remember hearing all about this mm -hmm. and Alvin, Alvin decides to go to Australia. Australia. Mm -hmm. Tell us what it was like for you because I know so many people are watching tonight that have that child, mm -hmm. you know, and you hear a lot about it in the ministry, right? Um, that the kids go and they mm -hmm. they do their thing. Mm -hmm. Talk about what you, what, what you guys experience, how you prayed, what you believed, and how you. you well, spent. you know what? I, I've always prayed over my children. They know that I've been a mad woman ever since they've met me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ever since they were in right. diapers. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Praying over them, speaking life over them, um, but we all know that. Everybody has to choose for themselves, yeah. you know? But the Bible told me that the prayers of the righteous availeth much. It told us that, it tells me that the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. And so I just remember just speaking life over them. Mm -hmm. You know, they were always very respectful. Alvin decided he wanted to move away and far away. I was like, you want to go to Australia? I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. But, but he went over there and I, of course, as a mom, I'm talking to my husband. I'm just like, oh my God, that's so far. So I just begin to pray, Lord, bring them back, cover them in the blood and bring them back, bring them back. And the first time he called me, well, the second time he called me, actually, he said, mom, God is real. And I said, yeah, well, I kind of been telling you that all your life, you know? <laughs> And then the next call, he, get, he said, Mom, I, I, I'm prophesying. I said, you're prophesying? I hung up and I was like, Lord, he can stay over there as long as you want. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, what God, and what God proved to me was, I got this. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta trust me. I was, he was on the other side of the world. So he did the total deliverance without me, can you believe it? That God could actually do it without me being there? You know, wow. and so he just proved to be so faithful. So I want to encourage all the parents, keep praying. Yeah. Keep believing, keep confessing because God is real, you know, and he's, he's living proof. Okay, Alvin, thank, uh, you hit something, Cece, because I'm sure there's families out there that their drama going into this Christmas season mm -hmm. is uh, a, a kid that's, mm -hmm. Wayward you know, way or whatever you want to call that. Uh, talk to the folks that are that are dealing with that. Well, uh, you know, the Bible says if you they, raise up the child, you know, the way he should go, they won't depart. And even though my son said he was in a dark place, we didn't know. You know, we saw him every day. He was at college. He was doing well in school. He was doing his music. But there were some internal things that he was dealing with that brought out some other things out of his life. And so when he said he was going away, for some reason, I didn't even get nervous. I said, Cece, let's get together and let's pray. Yes, and we yes. prayed over him. We anointed him with oil. We, we applied the blood of Jesus over him. And then we sent him away. And as soon as he got where he was going, he didn't even know that he was going to walk into 
a trap. A God has set a trap. <laughs> 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 I mean, he said he went over there not knowing which way he was going to go, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And God knew. God had his hand on his life. Yeah. And as soon as he got off the plane, he ran into a guy that we had met years ago when Cece went over there to sing. Mm. And it was the only person that Alvin knew. I think his name was oh, Wally. 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 Paul. And he met Wally, <laughs> and Wally took him right to church. To a small wow. church. Wow. Took him right to a small church, and he got radically changed. And what, and what did she tell you when she first saw you, Pastor Diane? He was sitting in the back. Monosama. Yeah. What do you think? She... Oh, well, she said a lot. Um, <laughs> but... The, she said she didn't feel like it was an accident that I stumbled into their small church and she was like, I feel like God has entrusted you, uh, us with you for the next period of time. She was like, and I feel like you have a smile on your face, but I feel like there's this, this film, there's like this dark, like just darkness, dullness to you. And she's like, I feel like God wants to uh, deal with your heart and send you home a different person. We're, we're going to do that. And she just, they just took me under their wing and they didn't hold back. I mean, it was like boot camp. Like, they, they, made, they made a disciple out of me for sure. Wow. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Ashley, um, did you know what was going on with Alvin? No, I was, I was totally in the dark, kind of like they were. Because at the time, I, well, shortly after he went to Australia, I moved to Hawaii. And my mom yeah. was like, are you guys trying to get us far away from this? <laughs> <laughs> All right, kids, left us to Hawaii. Yeah, I went to Hawaii to finish beauty school, and I just was like, wanting to experience something new. So I kind of felt like he was doing the same thing. Like we had been in Nashville our whole lives pretty much and was just thinking, oh, he's just going for an experience. Like, why not? Because he had been saying for a while he wanted to um, live in another country. He like thought about going to France, but he's like, I don't know the language. So we went to Australia. So I had no clue, but definitely we Skyped maybe once or twice while he was there and he was just sharing. Like he was just, it was just flowing out of him. Wow. He just was so full and excited. And I could tell like something had clicked and it just was like new to him. Even though he had been in church his whole life and had been hearing this stuff, it just finally clicked and he really received it. Talk about generational blessings, if you would. Well, um, first of all, what are real. they? And they're real yeah, and all that. Yeah, they're okay. real. I mean, as parents, I know my parents, you know, we didn't have a choice if we were going to church or not. Got it. You know, they said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Yeah. You know? And because of their commitment, because of their sacrifice, because of them making sure we heard the word, because of them living the word out in front of us, we embraced it. But that's a promise. Again, God said that he would, he would bless your children and your children's children and he, uh, the seed of the righteous would, would be delivered. You know, these are promises in the word that God will bless your family. He will bless your seed if you commit your life to them and you train them up in the way they should go. You know, we got tired of hearing that scripture. Oh man, train them up, train them up. <laughs> but it, 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 it got a hold of our hearts, you know? And, and because I saw how it worked with me and my siblings, I knew it would work with my children and yeah. my marriage and my family. And so I know this, the same thing is gonna happen. They're, they're embracing the gospel. And so they're gonna teach their children the gospel. And, and so the blessings of the Lord just continue it continues. And you know what? It gets greater. It gets better every generation. Yeah. They're way better than I am, you know? <laughs> and I'm excited about that. Okay. Um, we can't, we can't uh, go too much longer before we get you to sing okay. and, and all that. But hang on just one second. Uh, Alvin, uh, talk uh, if there is a generational blessing, then there must be the opposite of that. Would that be true? Is there a generational... Oh, yeah 
curse? And if there well, is, I what think, is it and how do we I mean, you know, the Bible that? says we all are born into sin, shaped in iniquity. So we all are born with sin nature. But you can break that. You know, generational curse, curses can be broken. Um, I know when I look at my life, I see a lot of the uh, attributes of my father, you know, before I got saved. And I kind of saw myself going into that same area. And um, after I got saved, of course, you know, those, those, they were broken off my life. Yeah. So we can't have curses, but I believe that, like all of us, when we come into the knowledge of Jesus Christ, he cleanses us from all unrighteousness, you know, and we can walk in the newness of light. We yeah. can walk in the knowledge that God has given us through his word. So we don't have to stay in that, what our fathers had or what our generational fathers had before us, you know, so we can carry that over if you don't receive Christ. You know what I'm saying? So Cece, yeah. when you were being raised by mom and pop winers, mm -hmm. which we all know and love and, right. you know, um, you didn't have a choice but to be good. Would you have gotten a spanking if you didn't do good? I mean, how, how, how did spanking, it? Spanking, you get whipped. Whip. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no spanking. Pop winers didn't do spankings. <laughs> you know, but, but, but that's on the outside. They can, yeah. they, no one can change the heart but right. God. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can perform, but God is not interested in your performance. Right. He's no. interested in your heart, you know. And going back to our parents, it was funny because when I was in one of our classes of ministry, we had to do a, a family tree type of uh, assignment. Genealogy, yeah. Yeah, and, and it was funny because I went, I interviewed my mom and I interviewed my dad. And I didn't realize that the families that, I, I kind of knew, but I didn't, mm -hmm. that they were really under the curse. Really? Yeah, they, their families were broken. Both of their families were broken, but when they came together as young people, and when they got married, let me see, I think my mom was 17 and my dad was like 19 or 20, and um, they decided they were gonna serve the Lord, and they broke that curse. Beautiful, wow. They broke the curse. Okay. Yeah. All right. So was there, do you recall a story or is just the transformational change to Jesus break it and, and, or did they go through like a separate experience that they wanted all of that kind of broken from their, or was there, or is it just the fact that they surrendered their lives to Jesus? They surrendered their lives to Jesus. So it's that simple. It's just yeah. that simple. Yeah. They begin to walk out the principles of the Lord, you know, re renounce, repent. Um, but it was just that simple. You know what? We're going to serve the Lord. And, and they submitted to leadership, you know, something that people don't like to do nowadays. <laughs> but, but there's blessings to that when you submit to leadership. And so they did that because they were very young, but they took the instructions of the elders. Um, my my great-grandfather was a pastor, you know, and um, yeah. So, so it's because they surrendered their lives to Jesus and then they were, they were determined they were gonna raise us in that way, you know? Um, and it made a huge difference. I remember my, my mom's mom wasn't saved when, when we were, you know, growing up and, and uh, she came over to babysit one time and she started calling us names, like curse words, you know? And we were like, oh Jesus, we had never heard curse words before. <laughs> This is like you It was my oh. grandma. And uh, <laughs> but I remember when she received Jesus, she became so sweet. That's when I met her, she was so yeah. sweet. Alvin, wow. Alvin met her for the first time. You know, I heard the brothers talking about how rough how she rough was. she was. Oh you my know. god. I mean carried razor, I mean everything, you know. And I'm like, no, not Grandma Frances. <laughs> 
every time you saw her, she had this big old smile on her face. She was just, ah, sweet. You she know? was rough before and they Jesus, said, oh, though. you didn't know her. When she... <laughs> <laughs> so Jesus, Jesus really does change you. Yes, yeah. He does. You know, the Holy Spirit really changes you. Your personality, your attitude. He gives you love when you don't have love. You know, he gives you peace when he does. I think we really, we forget how powerful Jesus is. Wow. You know, yeah. and he really does make a difference. He yeah. will change Transform. your nature. Yes. Yep. He'll the, change your the nature. Transformation, I think, transformation. is sometimes lost. I mean, I believe in the grace of God, mm -hmm. but there is a transformation. Oh, yeah. That comes you need when that. when you get saved, God comes in and Changes. he gives you the power to mm -hmm. transform, transform your yes, life. Yes, he does. His grace is there for when you fail. Yes. But you don't get off this. No. Right. He, he expects you, you're going to turn, you're going to repent. Repent means turn around, turn. Mm -hmm. go the other way, the you other know, way. and he gives you the grace to do he that. He gives you the grace that's to turn. That's what I love about God. And that's what we were taught, mm -hmm. that you don't, you don't live like that. That's not you. I remember no. raising the boys, you know, and they'd be ugly and I'd say, no, 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 no. That's not you. That's not that's who not you are. That's who good. You know? That's good. So that's I think we you. were raised. Mm -hmm. You I realize when you're whipping your I still your tell kids. them that. That's yeah. not you. That's not you. When Who is that? When you're whipping your kids, uh -huh. you're just whipping the you out of them. That's right. You realize that, right? Beating the you, you out know? of them. That's right. So, okay. Beating the fool out of them. That's all you're doing. You're just beating the you out of them. When and how did this pastor thing come on you? Okay, because we kind of know you as a singer. Yes. Duh. And so after the 91 Grammys that you've won and all that kind of stuff. So when did the pastor thing start? It was not 91 Grammys. Yeah, it's not? Okay, I thought it was. It's about, it's about nine. No, I think nine or ten. 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 When you, nine, when you don't really know, it's, that's a lot. Okay, got it. See, I don't have any, so I know that. Okay. Well, probably, how many years ago now? About 15, yeah, 20 years? 20 years ago. Um, we were at our home church, and um, that's when it started, should I say. God begins to begin to stir the waters. Um, he was, a lady came and prophesied to him about being a, a pastor. And um, I heard it, I overheard her say pastor, and I hollered out, oh no! <laughs> I mean loud. I mean so loud. loud, then I covered my mouth, I was like, oh my God, if this is God, he could strike me. So. <laughs> Let me, you know, calm down. And so that was the beginning. And then years passed, and I mean, we, we didn't see it, we didn't feel it, we didn't desire it. I mean, God had been faithful. We love God, we love people, mm -hmm. but that just wasn't, like you said, what we were happened? singing. Yeah. And Alvin worked at Xerox for years, and then we started uh, traveling together. Um, and, and then probably four years before we started the church, uh, it, it started happening again. Everywhere yeah. we would Everywhere go. Everywhere we go. Strangers would walk up to him, and and different people would just say, "You guys start your church yet?" We're like, "No, what's going on?" And then we begin to just pray, Lord, if this is your will, mm -hmm. then we say yes. Scary, extremely, oh. <laughs> yeah, because again, it's just another whole plan. It's just another. You guys know? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. I am not a pastor, <laughs> no. so and don't go <laughs> prophesying any of that nonsense. <laughs> Seriously. The Lord, the Lord, the Lord said, I will, <laughs> I will get up and run off this stage. Okay? Yeah, strike me. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. But, but we said, Lord, if this is your will, then you make it clear. You know, we, we mentioned it to you before we came out how we told our kids when we started praying until we were like, guys, we don't see it, we don't feel it, but 
we, we think God uh -huh. is calling us into pastoring, uh -huh. you know? And they looked at us like, well, God bless y'all, we're not calling. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, what's the team spirit? <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I said, you know what? If God has called us to do it, yeah. he'll capture all of our hearts. Yeah. And we'll be unified, you know? And he did. Well, what happened is when we were at the church and I got the prophecy, Cece later said, how come you're so calm? You didn't, you didn't react. I said, because I don't believe that's going to happen. You know? so, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, I mean, because I've always been a person who always been in the background. I've yeah. never been out front, never wanted yeah. to speak, you know. And so when I heard the prophecy, I, it just went in one ear out the other. I mean, it was like, it's not going to happen. But it started getting a little nervous when we started hearing it more and more. And people were walking up to us. We were at a funeral in Florida, and this man pulled me out of line. And he just started prophesying. And he just started talking about our church. He was talking about people. the young people that's going to come. He said, you guys are going to have so much fun. I said, wow. And then he stopped right when he was prophesying. He stopped and looked at us and he said, who are you guys? Wow. He said, who are you guys? Yeah. And he called and Cece came in about this time and he put us together and he just started praying over us. Yeah. He was just, everything Didn't he was saying, we, we had heard before. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that, that you started hearing and that the Lord was trying to communicate to you about young people mm -hmm. and it happened to your oldest son, mm -hmm. you know, yep. and that whole thing. So that's kind of a... And you know, that's what's so amazing about it because when God does a thing and you know it's him, yeah. it doesn't matter what, what you have to go through. It doesn't matter what other people are saying. When you know it's God, you can stand on it, yeah. you know? And, and, and yeah, you can stand on it. And so, like you said, they were talking about all these young people coming and how talented they were going to be and yeah. all of this stuff. We've heard all these different prophecies. And then when, when, it, when Alvin came home, totally changed. Um, I mean, he was telling us, look, we got to pray and fast more. I'm like, who are you? Where did, <laughs> where did my son go, you know? <laughs> and um, and, and I, could, I could see God had just, it was just an anointing mm -hmm. that was on him. And yeah. I was like, wow this is what this is about, you know? Mm -hmm. It's all about this next generation. We hope you're enjoying the Praise Podcast. We'll get back to the interview soon. And because of Alvin, the school that they graduated from, Belmont University, um, talented kids, it's a music school. Yeah. And, and so it's a very diverse congregation, you know? Uh, Nashville Life is the name of it. And they're talented, they're gifted, but we're not interested in the gift. We're interested in the in a heart. Mm -hmm. You know, I think one one thing that churches we have we have forgotten the importance of having a lifestyle behind the song, a lifestyle behind the gift. You know, and and we're excited about the ministry that we're doing at Nashville Life. It's intentional discipleship. Right. We we heard about this incredible ministry. Um, called, um, uh, well, the pastor's Pastor Caesar out of Bogota, Colombia. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. oh my God, yeah. we went there to yeah. see, because the Lord had gave it to us that that's the way we, we're supposed to do ministry. We're supposed right. to do ministry. And we went down there and it changed our lives. Yeah. I was wow. like, oh my God, this is amazing. Vision, yeah. They're making incredible disciples, multitudes of yeah. disciples, young people on fire for God. It's a bunch of right here. It's a bunch right here. Wow. It, it takes longer, but, but they're coming out deeper, wow. you know, yeah. and, and they're standing. And my kids are a witness to it. You know, when I see them stand up and minister 
to God, I mean, minister the word of God, but not only that, it's not about the pulpit. They're out there and they're ministering to their friends mm -hmm. and, and those uh, people that they don't know, you know, sharing the love of Jesus. They understand the importance of sharing Jesus. Yeah. We're not interested in having a church full of professional church members, mm. ah. you know? But, but we're about winning souls, um, consolidating, help me out guys, discipleship, and then sending them. And I'm gonna let Alvin talk on that a little bit. No. Come on, <laughs> he's our life group leader. Yes, he's our life group leader. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's just, that. I mean, our church, you know, it's about Jesus, but particularly it's about the parting words that he had before he left the earth, and that's just to go and make disciples over all the nations, baptizing them, in the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, teaching them all that I've commanded you and I'll be with you for always. And we really stand on that. Our whole church is built on uh, making disciples, not only making disciples, but making disciple makers, yeah. because uh, we believe this is supposed to multiply. We believe that this seed is, inside the seed of Christ is an infinite amount of people. And uh, we, we really wanna conquer the world for Jesus. And we believe Beautiful. we do that one person at a time. So what, uh, what we've learned over the past few years through awesome men like Pastor Cesar Castellanos and Pastor Pablo Martinez, who's in town, who's here, yeah, he's here. is uh, just a really, a really supernatural, but very practical, very, very practical and relationally based uh, strategy to make disciples. And it's, uh, it's really, it's not, it's, it's hard, but it's, it's simple. And it really is just what Jesus, Jesus says, you can't be my disciple unless you're willing to lay down your life. And Jesus also said, there's no greater love than to lay down your life for your friends. So our, our ministry is based off of first loving God, which is laying down your life for him and then loving other people, laying down your life for your friends. Okay, Ashley, speak to that also. You're right in the middle of that same, you know, vibe. And then, um, by the way, We've touched on something here that I want to mm. go deeper into okay. for a second, but go ahead and speak to, to this discipleship for thing. For sure, yeah. I, it's really exciting because I've always been, you know, as long as I can remember at least, I've served God, but it's crazy because I'm realizing how it's like my walk with Christ kind of hit a brick wall. And I realize now I was only doing like the first portion, like loving God, but how making disciples is so essential as Christians. Like that is our call, that's our purpose. And I'm like, I wasn't really doing that before. Like I loved God, I had a great life, but I'm just really excited about our church. And even I'm grateful that my parents didn't like force us into the ministry through my personal relationship with the Lord. He drew me to it and it yeah. just worked out that we yeah. got to do it as a family. Which, like mom said, if this is God's, you know, will, I believe he's going to call us to do it as a family. And he really did. And it was, it was him all the way. But, yeah, I'm just excited about really being all that God has called us to be. I think sometimes we kind of just cut it short and limit God. But we're, we're all about preaching about the fullness of God and all that he okay, has. Okay, so you guys are taking the the making disciples. It's not just the pastor making oh, disciples. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think Jesus starting with the 12 and sending them them out, 
he knew if these guys do what I do, it's going to multiply. Yeah. And if we're Christians, that means, and if I'm a disciple of Christ, that means I'm doing what Jesus Make did. Disciples. And I'm realizing like, even back in my own life, like if I were to die, like I knew I was going to heaven, hallelujah. But who was I taking with me? You know, Come like on. if I'm a disciple of Christ, that means that if I'm a disciple of Christ, that means that I don't just believe in Jesus. That means I'm laying hands on the sick and they're being Come on healed. Now. That means I'm preaching. That means I'm raising the dead. That means I'm opening blinded eyes. Like I really believe God wants to do that in every believer. Yes. So yeah, it's it's definitely not the normal way of doing church in this Western culture. Like we were guilty of that. We went to church, you know, we yeah. would serve, but that was kind of it. And now it's like, okay, our goal is who are we bringing to church? Who are we telling about souls Jesus? Have we won? And it's exciting. It's really fulfilling. It is. It's a lot of fun. It's yeah. a lot of fun. Like it's challenging. Like you said, it's not easy. You do have to be willing to lay down your life. But the Bible says that's what that's what we have to do. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's really fun, and it's just such a fulfilling way to live. Yeah. When Beautiful. you're not just living for you, it's the best life. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me just. Uh, I, I I I kind of have a feeling we've kind of tapped into something that I that kind of lights me up a little bit. Also, okay. the uh, the there's there's two great commissions. Okay. Mm -hmm. Go into all the world and preach the gospel mm -hmm. is the way it's described, I think, in Mark mm -hmm. or Matthew, one or the other. And then there's go into all the world and make disciples of nations. Sure. Okay. So uh, interesting uh, that if, if I just kind of zoom back, you know, back to <coughs> off of your generation, back onto our generation, mm -hmm. and then zoom back to our parents' generation, mm -hmm. you have to remember something. Uh, our parents were alive when one of the most amazing prophetic events happened in the mm -hmm. history of the 20th century, which is Israel became a nation again. Mm -hmm. Okay, that was 1948. Mm -hmm. My dad was 14 years old when mm -hmm. that happened. Mm -hmm. So when he was going to church on Sunday night, he was hearing from his pastor, you're the last generation. Mm -hmm. There was a thing that was put into the what are now 80-ish year old people mm -hmm. in, in our world today, present day. I know we're talking 216 right now. Merry Christmas, by the way. And, and, but, but let me just tell you, my daddy uh, was told as an impressionable teenager, you're the last generation. generation. Wow. So think of what happened in the 1970s then. Then a book got written called Late Great Planet Earth. It mm -hmm. became the number one selling book of the decade, mm -hmm. okay, by Hal Lindsey. Hi, Hal. Hi, he's Hal. probably watching. Uh, <laughs> and Christmas, and he's 80-ish, you know? Uh -huh. I mean, he's in that. But that generation was told and told and told, you're it. You're it. Okay? Right. So if you, if you take what most people thought at that time was a biblical generation, 40 years, mm -hmm. Israel became a nation in 1948. We're out of here in 1988. Yeah, we're going to be wrapping Yeah. That's why we got married in 85, because we were, <laughs> we were just, kind of Jesus came back. We just needed to get that well, done before Jesus came back, okay? I'm just telling you. That was going to happen, okay? Okay, so. Run down the aisle. Yeah, so. That's right, so that's right. Let me, that's let me just, if you, if you, take, if you take our that's mom true. and dad's generation, mm -hmm. they put a lens up to the gospel. Mm -hmm. Every scripture was through the lens of, yeah. of we're out of here, mm -hmm. okay? So, uh, and, and it's dispensational theology is really what that was, mm -hmm. but, but here's, here's the thing. My dad 
it was convenient for my dad to use Mark's interpretation, mm -hmm. go into all the world and preach. preach. That just means you got to get the TV camera on, yeah, just get a satellite it. up in the air, just preach, and, that, and you're fulfilling the Great Commission. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden the math just didn't work out. We're all still here. My dad died three <laughs> does, years does ago, and I can tell you he walked up to Jesus and went, "Really? You know, okay, how in the world were you not back by the time I, it was two thirteen? Right. For goodness exactly, sakes, you know? exactly. And so the the my dad just couldn't work this out. It, his generation wanted this 40-year thing. Mm -hmm. And so there, so all of a sudden, when, when that season seemed like it was ending a little bit, all of a sudden it felt like, not that we don't do that and do this one, it's, it's, it's and both, but mm -hmm. it felt like this generation, mm -hmm. you say the word disciple in this, in this studio and you, you, yeah. you know, there's yeah, something that happens. Yeah. You know, you, you, you say the word preach and everyone goes, <laughs> you know, no, I'm kidding. I, I'm serious. Uh, but disciple seems to be what the, it's shifting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so the idea that, that our tactic about what we talk about and how we bring Jesus to a world mm -hmm. about discipling nations is a, is a real shift. Okay. Yeah. And, and I think that, that in my dad's generation, it was all about going to all the world and preach. Yeah. And I believe we're starting to adopt this going to all world and make disciples of nations. And I feel that and I'm sensing that. Yeah. And I think the airwaves of TBN need to start kind of permeating that, that idea. Yes, yeah. good, that's, that's awesome. That's what I feel. That's so. awesome, okay. I agree. Well, what we were told was our vision, is, our vision is very simple. It's just world conquest. And when you look at it like that, there's a lot of people who don't know Jesus. Yeah. And so if every person went out and just brought, like our numbers is 12, and you start doing the multiplication, four levels of multiplication, you're in 20,000. Mm -hmm. yeah. 12, 12 is what, 14, I mean 144, and then 17, 28, and then 20,000. And then after that, it's 200,000. Wow. So it doesn't take long before that multiplication starts to rise. Yeah. But if everybody went out and just did what Jesus did, and give me get 12. Yeah. Not 200, not 300, let me get 12. Yeah. And let those 12 get 12. Yeah. And then about four or five generations, you're in the 200,000. Yeah. So it won't take long for us to conquer this world for Jesus if everybody went out there and got 12 people. Yeah. See? It, it's, it's almost, it's almost feeling like, you know, in my, in my, you know, TBN's been here 45 years, mm -hmm. you know, 1973, this ministry was birthed. Wow. My mom and dad looked into a camera with nine viewers and just said, we're Paul and Jan Crouch and mm -hmm. we'd love your help in creating something wow. and something got created, trust me. Wow. Uh, 31 television networks wow. on the air around the Ooh. world. So, but the idea that... That, uh, you know, we're talking about uh, what we should make as our emphasis in our generation. Mm -hmm. I think this uh, making disciples is a is a different task than preaching the gospel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a different task. Well, yeah. Well, it's it, it's it's an addition to. Mm -hmm. You know, you 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 preach to people, you win them, but then they have to learn how to embrace abundant life. Yeah. You know, they have to learn how, or should I say? be taught to allow the Holy Spirit to, to transform their thinking 
So mm -hmm. they'll, they'll have the mind of Christ. You have to renew your mind daily through the word. You know, you have to, you have to learn how to walk out the principles of God. You know, like she said, transformation happens when you meet Jesus. So yeah. preaching the gospel, yeah, they, they can't become disciples unless they hear you preach, yeah. Yeah. you know? But, but after the preaching, because, because the enemy is there, the enemy is there to deceive them, to, to, to get them back out into the world or uh, get them to live beneath their privileges, you know? Yeah. The cross brought so many benefits. Everything you need is in the cross. Beautiful. You know, Beautiful. your health, relationship, everything you need. You know, a lot of times people think of Christians and they think of people in church all day long. We don't stay in church all week long. You know what I'm saying? You have to go to work, you have to go to school. How can I be a believer in, in the business world? How can I be a believer, you know, um, uh, you know, going to school? You know, people have to be taught. You have to mm -hmm. be discipled. And it's the daily almost like what we were talking about generational blessings like God is unlimited and he wants everything he wants to, it to continue so I think by focusing on discipleship it's with you know the future in mind of like I want to raise up this person to do what I'm doing right. mm -hmm. so it's like if I just preach and kind of leave it there like that's awesome but I think the the practical daily walking with somebody like doing life with people mm -hmm. through the good times through the bad times like really training them in the word so that then they're strong to go out Rooted. and do the same thing. Yeah, so that I think it's just really for the purpose of, of multiplication and continuing. Like God wants us to go subdue the earth and be fruitful and multiply. And I, that's still his, you know, that's still his desire for us to do that. Yeah. Got it. A couple of questions. Uh, this is kind of a cute question. What's your favorite worship CD? <laughs> <laughs> My first, <laughs> they, somebody said throne room. Yeah. <laughs> That's your not my favorite of mine. <laughs> yeah. Favorite. Yeah. Um, wow, a favorite worship CD. Ooh, 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 that's a hard one. While you're thinking of that, they okay. also want to know what toothpaste you guys use. <laughs> uh, is Crest gonna pay? No, that was my question. Oh, that that's wasn't your question. Yeah. Crest. Yeah. <laughs> Are we doing a commercial here? Yeah. Favorite worship CD. Well, you know, right now, you know who I love right now is Travis Green. Okay. Oh yeah. my God. You Made a Way. That's an awesome song. Are Great you going to continue singing? Yes, I'll, I'll sing until I take my last breath. Out. Yeah. I have a new CD coming out. Yes, Come on now. I do. I have All a right. new CD coming out. February the 3rd. Yeah. Did well, you bring it? <laughs> Did I bring it? Uh, no. Do we have a picture of it? We have a picture. Yes, there's a picture. There it is. The new one. <laughs> Let them fall in love. Yes. You can go to the website and get information about it, but I'm so excited about look at this. Look at that. Look. Okay, this wait, wait a second. Wait, yeah. wait a second. Go back to the he album. Man, look, let me, let me look how he looked at it. Okay, you look like an actress in that. I know, do? Yeah, have you ever been Everybody in a movie? Everybody said I look like Ashley. Have you ever been in a movie? No. You want to be in a movie? She's on TV. Would you be in a movie? If it's the right movie. Would you really for reals? If it's, if it's the right movie. I saw I'm not picture. trying to be in the movies. Okay, could I write a role for you? Sure. Would you be in a movie? Do you know how to act? Do you think you know how to act? She acts very, she acts really well. Well, you know. <laughs> if it's the Lord's will, he can help me do whatever I need to do. Come on but, now. But I'm not. Okay, yeah, go back yeah, to the CD. Let me look at do. it again. See, I mean, doesn't that look like an actress? Totally. I mean, you look like, you like, you, you like, you're just totally, that's a, that's a headshot for an actress or something. So, okay. 
assessment. You guys can't have a separate conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you guys. No, here's some idea. So I have a new CD coming out. It's great. Yeah, they were just telling me my dates. Yeah, that was it. We saw it on the screen. The one that we talk about. You look like an actress. Yes, Okay, what's the? I was thrown off by the pic. What's it called? Let them fall in love. Okay, and it's out when? It's out February the 3rd. But they can go to my website and pre-order it right now. Oh, well, do it. Hello. Yes. Okay. And they'll get some downloads, but it's awesome. I got to give you... I have to... Yeah. Give it to you. Okay. Go, go to her website and pre-order it. Uh, yes. Enjoying watching the program with CC and fam. Uh, that's... Uh, you can think of a question. There's somebody that... that uh, Bishop... Okay, you know what I want to talk about. What? This person doesn't know how to write. I want to talk about, let's go way back in the conversation about when your kids are at, all acting funny and you mm -hmm. guys are there in Nashville. <laughs> we are talking about Matt and I looking for a home for you out in California. Do you remember That's that? That's right. Yes, oh, yeah. yes, I remember. Five years ago. No. Yes. That's yeah, over. that was That's over. over. That's over. They started That's a church over. in Nashville. That's over. That's right. During that time, God spoke a word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And said. This is it. Right. That the kids, right? That mm -hmm. you guys were going to disciple young people. people. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I love when God does that. He comes down in the middle in, of our mess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he tells us our future mm. of something that's amazing. You know, and all of us have a word like that. Yeah. Everybody, if you've read the word of God, you have a promise from God. That's good. That says you're not staying where you are. You're going you gotta here. You got to move. That's right. Now, Push you, you into it. You can go like Jonah. You right. Know, you, you can go right. in a three-piece suit. Right. Right. Or you can go smelling like fish guts. Yeah. <laughs> but you're going. But you're going. You That's can make right. it easy on yourself. You That's can go right. ahead and try to move to California. That's right. But I told, told you, you to stay You would have brought an earthquake Nashville. or something. <laughs> I know, right? It would have been Well, bad. you know what? Yeah. The thing is, the thing is, when we were talking about coming to California, everybody's like, well, you feel like the Lord. I'm like, no, I just don't want to be cold anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it a spiritual like decision. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> you know, and, and so, but all along we were saying, Lord, your will be done. Yeah. And what I've learned thank the Lord, is that God hears us, but he doesn't listen to us. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay, I I'm have... so wow. glad sometimes, not sometimes, I look over my life, I'm saying, oh my God, I'm so glad he didn't listen to me. Because the thing is, when you're, when you're praying your will, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's not good. Mm -hmm. God's will is always way always better, better than what right. you could ever yeah. dream of, you know? Always way better. Um, and so even though we didn't see this for ourselves, we told the Lord, whatever you want us to do, we say yes. Yeah. Just make it clear to us, yeah. you know? So like you said, we had talked to you guys and you said, hey, come on out, see how, <laughs> how if, you, if you like it or not, your parents were going to be such a blessing to us, gave us a, a nice place. And we were like, oh, this got to be God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, California, here Southern we come. California. You know? Yeah. And then at the same time, my son came and asked if we would carry this uh, ministry, DMS ministry, uh, discipleship ministry school in our house for a week. And we said, sure. Mm -hmm. And phew, yeah, I had that's no idea, no idea what God was doing. And so even though we had a for sale sign in our house and we thought we were going to California, the Lord said, mm, right here. Thank you for listening to this episode of TBN's Praise Podcast. If you enjoyed today's interview, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, share it with a friend, and consider leaving a review. We look forward to having you join us back here next week. 